Blog Talk Radio. Peace to the gods. You already know, man. Bohemian wizardry, you fraud them thieves be killing me. The enemy is close, you both lies on our identity. I feel like he who stepped, architect like M. Hotel. Son had the son himself to guard deadly with the art. I fit dark with a slit heart. You can feel it in your bone marrow before the shit starts. Standing in the cold with a scroll that was written in gold. Behold the old glimpse that was never untold. Infinite like the eight, seven dwelling in your melon. No felon, though the unrighteous say that I'm rebellious. I'm primal, my rhyme suicide. I worship no idols. My style of the gems going down in a spiral. You stuck in your root. My intelligence passed my cool. The God is the truth. Every time I step in the booth, you stepped on a stoop. Got Scoop the swoop in my loop. Do the knowledge, whack them seeds, get slayed like flu. You wish the sun of a saw, a gift from the gods. Who rules flying through the sky with golden wings. Submerged into the light, naughty by the golden king with the scepter of justice. Melanin cultivating she until we are Ethereans. Finally becoming one with the righteous sun. So law, souls are raw. Magnificent glow with unconditional love. Scattered rays for days from the heavens above. Soul below the souls. Trapped in the lowest depths of hell, incarnated into 76 trillion cells. To break free, we must be refined. Masculine and feminine properties combined. The devil is the author of confusion. 183,000 divisions and religions. Denominations, sets, codes, schisms, and isms. Though isn't it written in the Bible that you've spoken parables? The scriptures and gospels aren't just historical. Many passages weren't meant to be taken literal. Most of it is allegorical based on esoteric principles. Baptist versus Methodist. Pentecostal holiness versus Jehovah Witness. Mormons versus Seven Day Advances. Atheists and agnostics, divine and cosmic tactics of the reptilians, lower fourth dimensional aliens. So beware of the draconian Satanists. Though they aim to imprison all true beings through ignorance, though we crush the head of Leviathan. Battle mind controls to build suggestion, brainwashing indoctrination, using religious politics, education, economics, health and labor, entertainment and war, no sex and law. In this chess court game, called like we've all been pawns. Puppets on strings controlled by demonic spawns. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. Animal back to God, I'm throwing these 
tools like WG for rod to raise a nation that's indispensable, indivisible, basal principle related to digital outputs to outlooks, temperatures rise in at the sun of righteousness, get spiritual guidance in the lion's den, the phoenix to rise in, spitting bars for wars to the belt of Orion with the eyes to hootie, these faggot devils can't fool me, the phallus gave porn and digesting the pig's booty, the sin is the wickedness, lost in the wilderness, we're never at here to this, go ahead and slit your wrist, the black guard exists, what devils try to exit, we've been there planning crisis, until destroyed by ISIS, in the pit of demons, I'm ancient Kim and dreaming, converting satanic cords with the beta semen, sword swinging, decapitator, parable addicted, crystal wand mystic, keep it glow with drinks when I'm lifted, I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states, early trespassers with the gods I relate, mental alchemist, watch love conquer hate, I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight, I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states, early trespassers with the gods I relate, mental alchemist, watch love conquer hate, I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight, in a devil's head, severed on a dinner plate, before the throne of God, all devils will meet the fate, Below the Mason Dicks, the rise the future gray. Imperial, ferial, sound the trumpets through the stereo. Murders of mice, that's why I scratch off the cereal. Reverse creation, send you back to some minerals. South Shaolin, double MC is the abbot. More risk be the nation. Black men's land, we gotta have it. Restore the throne, I'd rather kick the savage. When disaster strikes, actual facts you can't manage. A fool's on deck, sink ships like Titanic. Spread a fear across the land, causing a justified panic. A monster brain dead. Zombies, goblins, bits of bandits, while these wicked overseas collect residuals in a hammock. Corporate folks forever remain rancid, poisoning to the mind, afflicted subconscious damage. I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists, watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. I'm Melchizedek, moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists, watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. Return of the ancient one, the Moorish Naga, the Dragon Rider, a breathing fire, generator, operator, destroyer, a self lord and master, instructor, a Kama Sutra, practicing Tantra, a Kriya Yoga, a Kutalini, the Resurrector, Shishuna, the Eater, Pingala, awaken the seven chakra to come the Avatar, Muhammad the Conqueror, putting sword to your juggler, senior to the Eastern, the water, air, fire bender, the earth ruler, I should in the new era. In the saga, I spirit terror, every sound of horror, reflection crack mirrors, minds made feeble, dreams trouble, the curse dribble, thieves in the temple, raise the mental, beyond the four devils, you whack motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, all you goddamn cool niggas out there, you know what I'm saying, they was trying to put that fucking rope around them goddamn throats, you know what I'm saying, cause you didn't, you didn't all this goddamn hip hop, that's why hip hop dead motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 we back, we back, we back once again. This is Blog Talk Radio Show, but it's also the first world on the radio. Yes, it is. I'm going to bring in my Raheem L, are you here? I want to tell you, Washita East, Dr. Aline. Yeah, I tell you, Washita East. Peace. Peace. How you doing today? My good brother and sister, doing fine, my good brother and sister. All right, all right. All right, bro. Um, we're going to have a little interesting show here. Uh, we're going to kick off probably about an hour worth of info before we get to 
the main line, as they say, you know, appreciate it. They say, tell it, you know, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. So we're going to get to the main line um, for about an hour. Uh-oh. Hold on one second. All right. Peace. All right. You ready? All right. All right now. All right. That's Brother Crumb Snatcher, William L. And he's getting ready to come on in a few minutes and we're getting ready to go into some info that will probably blow your minds. All right. Most of you have already heard me say before in many other episodes, but we're going to try to um, bring it together like a puzzle. There's so many pieces, and we want to try to bring it together as quickly as possible, you know, and clear as possible. You know, that's, that's the real science. All right. So, um, Brother L, get ready to come on. Um, of course, we have our Brother L, L Bay, now um, online with us. Um, anything you want to talk about right quick, Brother L, before we get into the main line? Yes, I, uh, I've, have you heard anything about uh, uh, Sister uh, Khadija Ali, Muhammad Ali, wife, Joanna Moore, Science Temple? Oh, all right, all right. No, I, I never heard, heard, heard yeah, that was that was on the Canaan Moors, Cujo. All uh, right, she's working with him anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I mean, they, she was. They said she was dropping some little science to him. You know that. Uh, she said that she had a uh, train with Bruce Lee. Right. You know, so I I didn't know that. You know, I didn't think they did. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Said a train with Bruce Lee and uh. He was saying that she wanted to kind of inspire uh, Muhammad Ali to get his free national name. I didn't know that either. Mm. All right. Well, that's what they were saying. There that's it that's is. what More they said she was saying. Yeah. Right. But that's beautiful. More and more coming to light. We need to hear more of that type of information. That's right. You know, so. Uh, beautiful. Could like, oh, Ali, all right. Yep. Come to the Moore Science Temple. All right. And uh, but when the brother comes on, I'm, I might I might mute myself out because I know that my heater probably uh, uh, messing with the phone line a little bit, don't it? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Haven't been out yet, but you know, but soon the brother come on. You know, so. Uh, How's things going down there with y'all in, in North Carolina? Yo, it's going pretty good. Going pretty good. Uh, I hear there's some fires going on down there, down south or something. Yeah, well, that was in, um, trying to think of where, yeah, from ex- some type of explosion, but that was in Texas. I think that was in Austin, Texas, the explosion. Hmm. Was that that media right they're talking about? Um, who knows? Because you know there was supposedly a meteorite that hit Detroit that caused that explosion a couple of months ago. During the same time that there was some type of um, strange occurrence that happened in Hawaii. Hmm. 
So there's a lot of things going on right now, Brother Al. You know? Wow. Okay. So, uh, you know, I would, uh, I had found that other page uh, in the White Slaves African Masters. And uh, it was saying that, uh, I mean, there's no doubt what Moors look like. I don't know if I read this to you last night. Oh, yes, there's the Moors who are perfectly black. Okay. Uh, but it said another, another page that says here, so this, this, these, these uh, passages were written in the 18th and 19th century. Right. So, uh, these were by uh, so-called white slaves, and they said the Moors here are per- uh, says here perfectly black. The only personal distinction between them and the Negroes being that the Moors had long black hair and had so scars on their faces. You know, but it says here again in this next page. Okay, get to this one right quick. Before the brother come on, hopefully. Uh, where is this at? Come on. Here it is. It says here, the Moors were straight-haired but quite black. Their dress consisted of little more than a rug or a skin round their waist and upper parts from their uh, uh, knees downwards, being wholly naked, you know. But it says here they they were they were quite black, you know. So I mean, uh, says some of them had straight hair, you know. Uh, a lot of us do. You take the Aborigines in Australia, you know, they have uh, straight hair. So some of them, some of them don't. Some of them have woolly hair. I have a cousin that has straight hair, so you know. So that's not unusual. But hold on, he, he, right, I'm saying. He, hold, hold, hold on, brother Al. Brother, brother Crump. Okay, let me see. How you know I'm here because um I just um um wrote him. That's why he's saying what he's saying.
Space, so please get back to saying what you were saying. He's gonna have to go out and come back on because he can't connect this on, on here. Um, so please continue on with the morals and how they looked and everything that way everybody can get a full understanding of what you were saying, also. Okay, okay, start all over again. Find this page here. Here it is. Yes, it says here the Moors were straight-haired, but quite black. Their dress consisted of little more than a rug or a skin round their waist, their upper parts, and from their knees downwards, being holy. Now, now, Brother L, was these the Moors that was here in the so-called Americas? These are Moors that are over there in the the Barbary, Barbary Coast over there in Northwest Africa. Mm, interesting. Sound like the same characteristics of the so-called Moors, as they refer to us as also Indians or Native Americans that was here. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, but what mm-hmm. the people keep forgetting, when they're talking about Morocco, they're they actually talking about here. Right. Because, see, Morocco did not become a sovereign uh, nation until 1956. That's right. So this 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 European here is talking about uh, this is the middle of the eight well nineteenth century, you know. So mm. he's got to be talking about here. The right. Moroccans here. He's got to be. Right. Right. I said the the men had neither shoes nor hats. What wore their hairy their hair very long? The women had little dirty rags round their heads by way of turban. Which was a what which was he was he was talking about, a turban. That's what he's talking about. Right. So they were living in tents made of stuff like a coarse blanket of, of goat's hair and sheep's wool interwoven. Sound like the sound like the moors here. But some of them were right. about tents until they were enabled to make them of the sails of the ship. Uh, which they also made themselves clothes. Mm, the men okay. were circumcised. They were apparent to be provided with no cooking utensil, whatever. You know. So, so their mode of dressing fish was by drying it in the sun. You know, okay, so like so they're talking about the moors over here in America. That's what it sounds like. Because the moors over there, uh, they were pretty well advanced. Right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Dealing with the countryside, right? Or the desert, or the desert part. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's calling them Berbers, then more than likely, um, he's talking about the Sahara Desert area. Yeah. Like I said, he says here again. Like I said, I said, I, I, no, I said it before. I, I repeat it though. He says here that the Moors here are perfectly black. The only person mm. between them. And it says here, and the, and the Negroes, being that Moors had long black hair and had no scars on their faces. Mm, okay. The Negroes are in general marked in the same manner 
as those of Timbuktu. Right. So here the party said 14 days to give the ransom moors. Okay, it says that he he distinguished Negroes from moors. I mean, he said both of them are black, but uh, it shows that they were even using that caste system right then and there. Right. But why would he distinguish them both? I mean, uh, uh, try to distinguish them from one from another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Timbuktu, Timbuktu was a place like uh, a, a university of like a university. Yeah, I was talking about it. Learning. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if this, you know, Europeans uh, being accurate or not. You know, right? Because you got to watch them sometime. Like in the uh, the book, uh, they were white and they were slaves. Uh, the uh, author Michael Hoffman was talking about Christmas Christmas addicts, right? And he he was what he was trying to say. This is where he was trying to confuse them. This is where you got to watch these these Euro authors sometimes when they try dealing with our history, and and some of them are pretty you know uh, sincere when it comes to our history. But mm-hmm. some of them you got to watch, you know, be, you know, uh, be careful of them because what uh, Michael A. Hoffman was trying to say is, Crispus he found out that Crispus Attix was a Nanako Indian. Right. Now, now, see, now, a lot of those, uh, what you say, Afrocentric people right. would be, be thinking, oh, I thought he was black, you know. Exactly. But, uh, but he was so-called, or so-called black. black. But see, what they exactly. don't know, that Manico Indians are Moors. And Moors, right, i.e., as they would say, black. <laughs> yeah, see, see, right. he was, see, but he was, I guess he was come on. But whoever was reading these books, his books, not the right. Day. right, because historians, so-called black historians, or African American historians, would say that he was African American, mm-hmm. and that kind of didn't come about as far as us using it on a major scale until Jesse Jackson, when he ran for president. You know, in 1988, and by 1990, we began to start using it on the more Larger scale, you know. So right, that's really what happened. You know, so that's what happened. So why would they, why why would they use wording in which that would, um, go back to someone in which that was dealing in, in wait, 18th century. Right. You know, when they know that we didn't begin to start using the word African-American until the 20th century, <laughs> right? 200 years, more than 200 years later, you know, so, I mean, no, come on, we, we have to stop that nonsense, you know, but, of course, we, would, we wouldn't be thinking in that way, oh, right. he was African-American, African-American, hold up, yo, then why is this European he found out that he was Nanako, which is a Moor, right. Delaware Moor. 
Nanocoats or Delaware Moors or Lenape. Right, the same tribe that he was part of, we come to find out, is the same tribe that 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 um that um Benjamin Banneker was part of. Benjamin Banneker or Bimbe Emmanuel Muali, he was a Lenape. He was a prince of the Lenape. But then they would say he was an African prince. Yep. So this this is being done purposely to hide the information from us. That's why, brother Al. Yeah, that's that's why that's why the uh, the, the Albion he said that he was nanocode because he was counting on a lot of us not knowing that we are the Aboriginal mm-hmm. indigenous people here. Right. We had a lot of them say, "Oh, I thought he was African." You know, he was African American. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Wouldn't have a clue. Because they purposely are doing this. But somebody like you and I, Kadira, or any other brother and sister that mm-hmm. that's learned, you know, about these things, you know, uh, uh, we'll catch it. Right. But those who are not, you know, into the what you call the uh, Afrocentric or you know, black that blackness, uh, it will go over their head. Right. That's right. Yeah, so, you know, uh, like I said, you know, it was um, a thing like people like, uh, say, uh, uh, what they call young, young Pharaoh. Right. Now, that would have went past him, but over his head, because he probably wouldn't have known no better. Right. Well, that's because they're not looking at etymology. They're not looking at they're not going back to the basics, as Taj say. And, and I have to say that Taj took everybody back to basics as far as going to etymology, dictionaries, going to, um, you know, to, uh, you know, ancient, further back ancient texts, you know, getting us, you know, into going and finding out where their original, you know, came from, you know, and how long they have been used. You know, you know, Oxford Dictionary, so forth and so on. These are um, Yafa Bay also did an excellent job um, getting us back into that. So, you know, also um, um, Dooley, Brother Dooley or Abdullah Mosey Bay. You know, he he is probably one of the foremost brothers in the in the movement. You know, who take us back into etymology. So 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 these these three people in particular you know, um, helped us, you know, get a grasp of, you know, where we can go, you know, and, and where these origins of these words stem from. This is something that's very important that we don't, we don't get and haven't gotten, you know. Yes, that's the, uh, what you can say, well, it's not new, but it's still new when it comes to the uninformed. You know uh, that we are the, uh, the the original people here in the Americas, and not from uh, not all of us. I put it that way. All of us didn't come on slave ships from Africa. Right. There was no, some that did. You know. Right. About eight but, to fifteen. Uh, 
but the 85 to 95, 92% was already here. So, um, you know, that's, that's just the map. That's just the fact of the matter, you know, um, that's, that's just what it is. I mean, there's nothing to wish I can say in order to, um, help to change that to the Afrocentric or, um, on the RBG or Pan-Africanist, you know, mind state, you know, yes, there was um, hundreds, thousands, millions of our people killed, you know, um, in Africa, in the Middle Passage, but on this continent, as well as also in the Caribbean islands. And and I mean, when I'm talking about this continent, I'm talking about North, Central, and South America this continent, because <laughs> they're all joined together, all right? They're not separate, as we would want to think, all right? And the Americana, which is the Caribbean islands or Caribbean islands. Um, so, um, yes, between Africa, transatlantic slave trade of the Atlantic Ocean or Ethiopian Ocean, as it was once called, according to some maps, here in what we now refer to as America or the Americas. Um, yes, there was, we're talking about over 100 million, all right? Dr. John Henry Clark went as high as, over, as to 200 million people that was slaughtered, that was indigenous through their ethnic cleansing policy and through their germ warfare, all right? Mm-hmm. That's when they uh, uh uh who I don't know who it was uh Euro that uh, uh issued this blanket full of uh um what was it what did it had it had uh uh it had uh, what is that syphilis or what is what did that a bunch of blankets or one one tribe he wiped out right smallpox smallpox okay mm-hmm. and uh, I like man. I said, uh, man, they just, I mean, and they still haven't wiped us out. Right. After behind um, all his, that. Right, right. Who you talking about is Winnie Randolph Hurst. Oh, okay. Oh, right. that was him? Yeah, William Hurst. Mm hmm. Yeah, he gave it to Chief Pontiac and the Pontiac Indians, in which that is spread it throughout, you know, I mean, spread it through crazily. Um, from Alaska down to Peru, killing killing millions from the smallpox blankets. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you the kind of mindset that this Euro has, man. Right. But uh, well, let let me ask you: Do you think they're ever going to leave uh, this continent, or you think they're going to stay? Because everybody talking about uh, since the uh, the peace or treaty and friendship hasn't been signed, they have to leave. Well, I mean, Prophet Nobudrali said what? He said, I know, you know he said that. 20, he, said, he, said, he, said, he said, he said, he said that the Europeans are three thousand miles away from their home, and you are home, brothers and sisters. Talking about the Moors. The Moors, you are at home. They are the people who are 3,000 miles away from their home. 
and they're going to have to take water back with them when they go. Okay? Because the largest fresh water supply is here in the United States, in which that we call the Great Lakes. Okay. So, you know, that's what they say. That, uh, uh, they, uh, you know, but also, uh, I can see some of the uh, stuff that's going on now, even when Trump is in office. Uh, mm-hmm. He was talking about bringing the tariff barriers. You know, the tariff barriers are uh, uh, well, something they had a, a back in the 30s, where early 30s, late 20s right. and early 30s, but Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he lifted those tariff barriers. And that's why you have a lot of these jobs that go overseas. But the tariff barriers was there, which is, which is constitutional, was to keep the jobs here so a lot of these people wouldn't do that. Right. So that's the first time I heard uh, anybody anybody talk about tariff barriers uh, since I read in the uh, a, a certain uh, books about in the, in the early in the twenties a conspiracy book dealing with uh, uh, when Roosevelt lifted the tariff barriers. When Trump started talking about bringing them back, you know, I'm like, whoa. I said, man, that, that's really kind of bringing things back, like things where should, uh, where they're supposed to be. I don't know what Trump has been uh, office for, but uh, I think he's in there for a reason. And and what you, and explain to everyone what that is, brother L. The tariff barriers, right? Yeah, the tariff barriers were designed to uh, actually to protect uh, uh, the American workers. It was to protect uh, 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 like, uh, certain uh, corporations and uh, people like uh, maybe uh, like Nabisco uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, cookies, you know, uh, that, that uh, the ones that make, uh, I think they make the Oreo cookies and right, things like right. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, they went to Mexico. Okay, the terrier barriers were designed to keep them from doing that to keep all these corporations from leaving uh, this country and going overseas and charging mm. people uh, a dollar, you know, to make a, like, you know, take like Nike. If the territories were still in, in place and enforced, Nike wouldn't be able to do none of that. None of these jobs would be able to leave this country. A lot of these jobs would mm. still be here. Right. would have all this massive unemployment like you have today. But mm, okay. when Franklin Delano Roosevelt took office, and uh, I think he was inaugurated in 1933, the same matter of fact, the same year Hitler was uh, became chancellor of Germany. Mm. I don't think that's a coincidence, but uh, anyway, nope. <laughs> anyway, but uh, he uh, that's when he lifted the tariff barriers. Right, and that's what a lot of people thought Franklin Roosevelt was for the poor. Uh, woman and man, but no, he wasn't. He was the, uh, he was uh, there to uh, install a lot of this agenda for right. the uh, for the for the elite. That's all that he was doing. They think that the Democratic right. and Republicans are different. No, they are not. They all have the same agenda. 
they are both controlled and owned by the same people. Right. And you hear a lot of our people talking about, oh, man, I got to vote, man. I got I to gotta vote for Democratic because, you know, uh, you let these Republicans in there, we really ain't going to be in the bind. You know, they're going to mess up everything. We ain't going to have no jobs. You know, stuff like that, you know. Republicans for the rich man and the Democrats for the poor man. No, they are both for this offer the same thing, for the same goal. They may have a different way going by at it, but uh, that's about it. Both of them going to uh, suck you dry. Right, y'all, y'all might be able to hear Brother L. Oh, yeah? Can you hear me? Yep. I think I can't hear him a little bit. Yes. Well, for me, it's part three, yeah. <laughs> gratitude, gratitude. <laughs> but I guess for you, it's part two. So get it all together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Brother L, can you hear us? I I I can I can hear the brother uh vaguely. Okay, you can hear him. I can hear you very good. He joined into the conversation now. Oh, okay. I'm listening. Okay. Okay. Um, I can start. Yep. All right. Peace and love to the family. This is your brother, uh, brother Crumb, Crumb Snatcher. Uh. I uh, actually do PowerPoints uh, on Facebook. I, I post them on YouTube as well. Um, and I do PowerPoints for anything I find interesting. And I ran across uh, Dr. Aleem L. Bay after I did my video, We Are the Reptilians. I found out that he did a video, We Are the Reptilians. And though I covered some different information, uh, the foundation of, of his information and mine were one and the same. So um, I took a real deep dive study into his, um, his his video, and I made a PowerPoint based off that. Now, I know this is blog, and you can't see it, but I can I can talk you through it. And basically what, I, what I've done is channel the energy of Dr. Aleem Elbe, and I believe that uh, anyone listening will be able to appreciate and recognize his genius through uh, what I've uh, done. So with that said, uh, no hesitation. I want to uh, start with, um, as far as we are the reptilians, part three, uh, this is the reptilian conception. Now, uh, what I didn't mention in, in my uh, video that I did, and I wanted to mention on, on this time, is that sperm oddly look like tadpoles. Uh, 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 keeping the conversation much, uh, mature, uh, even to the untrained eye, one can see how tadpole oddly resemble uh, sperm. Now, when I was listening to the doctor's measure, um, he had spoke on sperm traveling up the spine. Doctor, could you um, confirm that or keep me honest? Yes. All right. It, it is in the Quran as well as oh, and hold on, I'm some feedback. 
that's me. I'm about to mute my phone right now. Okay. Okay, got you. All right. So when you go to the Holy Quran, there's certain chapters in there which that speaks about um, life and how here. It speaks of blood, and of course the black mud is carbon, carbon being a sixth element on the periodical chart, and how carbon um, in links forms what we now refer to as melanin. Um, if you look at a melanin molecule, you will see carbon all throughout it. Um, so um, when you get to sperm, we know that what forms sperm is your thoughts. They are actually all living thought forms. That's what sperm is. They are living thought forms, concentrations of elements, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, in which that forms in the male body. At one time, the woman had that ability also, but it has become so um, degraded, um, which, you know, even though she still has the capabilities of producing life, you know, at one time she was able to do it on her own by simply opening up her vaginal canal and receiving solar fatic energy or solar rays from the sun. And the rays of the sun came down in the opposite um, chromosomal pattern of the male species. Um, male species is XY. The sun rays come down YX. So it was still a masculine or electrical rays in which that could spark life within the woman's womb. She still has um, traits of that now. This is what for, um, 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 these tumors are. Um, fibroid t- um, cysts. Um, fibroid tumors. These, um, they have examined these um, under a microscope and seen hair, skin, nails. You know, so um, it's production of life, but yet it wasn't activated fully because she no longer has that capability as she once did, as as we was once more an androgynous being at one time. Um, so the sperm is a thought form. And that those rays of the sun, we come in that same likeness as those rays. So hence, the rays of the sun is uh, YX, which is electrical pole, and the male species chromosome pattern is XY. So this is why we're called S-O-N after the S-U-N. So, so this is really what's going on. Um, and this, if you get, um, what's the good, um, good book? And the ancient Egyptian was showing us this science. Um, oh man, what's the name of the book? Um, there's an article, it's called Flares, Cosmic Rays, Shift in Human Consciousness. All right. And it says, as we know, um, we're getting bombarded by gamma rays bursts solar flares, cosmic rays, and other magnetic influences due to the alignment with galactical planes. Many are observing the unprecedented increase in earthquake volcanic eruptions along with severe weathers. What we are not, not seeing is how these affects human consciousness. But the article goes further and shows that it affects our DNA, our genetic structure. So we know that the sun has a profound effect upon our DNA, um, saying that because we're talking about solar fatty energy and how they, um, how those rays had intercourse with the woman, 
to activate um, birth within her at one time. And so the male pose, of course, is the is the is the what we call the uh, well the penis the the phallus. Um, that is now the the electrical pole in which that we put within the socket, <laughs> as we would say, which is the vagina, in which that produces the spark life. But that production um, emanates from the glow um, of the pole. Um, as we say, just like the sun. Cause remember, we talked about the fact that at that area, which the pole is an extension of that 2.8 missing genetic material, it's not really missing. It just went into growth in other ways. Um, so instead of internal growth, um, to give us the ability in order to produce life as it does within the woman, you know, it pushed it out in which that formed a long, a longer elongated, uh, uh, elongated clitoris is a penis now, a phallus. Um, that's really what, what it is, you know, so that 2.8 supposedly missing genetic material is not really missing. It is what produced and actually made our ovaries fall to become testicles into a, into a sac and made the, um, the clitoris to grow um, large, you know, um, in, in vast amount of us, you know, you know um, to become a phallus or penis. So, um, that's where that 2.8 genetic material went towards, was forming us, the male species, you know, with that with that component. Now, we know that from an androgynous being, you get homorphodite and homorphodite. And homorphodite is a androgynous being which happens to be more masculine, but have both genitals. But the vagina doesn't work. The penis does. The hermaphrodite is a female um, androgynous, uh, androgynous being, but it's female in nature because the vagina works, but the penis does not work. All right? So from those two, from that androgynous split, from homophrodite, hermaphrodite, is where we get the female species and the male species that we see today. All right? Now, I'm saying all that to put into people's minds on how um, we split and how we got here. This, I'm talking about this is many billions of years ago. This is not just, um, no, just, just thousands and millions of years. No, this is, this is a, a long process that this took. Um, so, as I was saying, sperm cell is a thought form. What is the thought form? Thoughts are things. Thoughts are energy. So the sperm um, actually is developed in the third ventricle of the brain. And from the third ventricle of the brain, the sperm, which is encased in what is called cerebral fluid, because what you find out that semen is 21% cerebral fluid, 21% cerebral fluid. So that means that it comes from the brain. That's why they say that sex happens in the brain. It does. It happens in the brain. That's where sperm originated at. So sperm comes down the spinal column, which is the Nile River, right? So we're talking about the third ventricle, which is the same place where Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist in River Jordan. That's, that's the cerebral fluid. 
all right? The sperm is sparked by the pineal gland where the soul is embedded at, which Dakaris, Renee Dakaris states that the um, pineal gland is the seat of the soul. So the soul is embedded inside of the pineal gland. And the sperm comes forth from the thoughts because that's the mind's eye, which is the pineal gland. And the, and the thought in which that you have is what forms the sperm based on the nutrients concentrated within your body, um, such as zinc in particular. All right? That's what gives the sperm that glow around its head. All right? It's zinc. That's what gives when you take a, um, a picture, sometimes your eyes glow orange or whatever the case is. That's because of zinc in the body. All right? So when the sperm now has that spark of God from the pineal gland, from the mind's eye, it now travels down as a concentration of those nutrients, vitamins, and minerals, and travels down the spinal column, which is now the Nile River, down into the Sea of Galilee, which is the prostate. All right? To be then put into what we call the testicles, to be gushed forth into the woman, where the sperm now travels to the vaginal canal, all right? And that is where, um, as it hits the ovary, the egg of the ovary, it blows up to the equivalent size. The head of the sperm blows up to the equivalent size of the ovary, of the nucleus of the egg. And then you begin, to, the tail pops off. So it's no longer looking like a tadpole. Now it goes through what's called mitosis, or what's called, becomes a blastular pore in which it begins to start going through cellular division. It goes from two, four, to eight. And those same eight cells right now is what the Kundalini resonates from, called the Kunta egg, right? The Kunta egg. And that is near your prostate gland, all right? That's where that is, right, within the male. That is in the same area um, as um, inside the woman's um, vaginal canal connected to um, what we refer to as the G-spot area, all right? So, and going up towards what we now refer to the uterus, because the prostate gland is nothing but a shrunken uterus, right? That was once our womb. But even, even if you even turn the male, you know, um, you know, upside down, the woman would see a line from the anus over up the shoulder sack to the um to the staff um to the um base of the staff of the penis and it looks like somebody sold you up. <laughs> it looks like somebody sold you up. That sewing up was and if you feel right between the shoulder sack and the anus area, there's an indenture there which is called the million dollar spot within Tantra Kriya Yoga or Dao Sexology by Stephanie Chang, if you get that book. But that million-dollar spot is the indenture. That was once the vaginal canal for you as you was in three to six weeks within the womb of your mother. You was female essence. All right? After she began to start producing testosterone, you you changed from a female into a male species. And then that area began to start closing up, and it looks like it was sewn up. And that's how the male species um, began, was because of a hormonal process. Um, and as we know, the sperm itself is androgynous. The sperm produces, um, is able to produce male or female. All right? So that means that it's androgynous. That means that you are still in your essence androgynous being. <laughs> but it's based on hormonal 
um, things that occur um, around three to six weeks in the womb that it changes, you know, based on um, becoming testosterone for the male or remaining estrogen for the female. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. If if we get this book here now, Valley Contribution to Civilization. In this book by Anthony T. Broder, he breaks down how it wasn't until the 15th dynastic period that the Hyksos, when they came in, that the word Pharaoh began to start being used, or Pharaoh began to start being used, or king and queen, or empress, or emperor and empress. Prior to that, when we ruled, the name for the king and queen was Nagu and Naga. <laughs> All right? That becomes now the countries that we refer to as Niger and Nigeria. Niger is Nagu or Naga, and Niger is Nigeria. So Niger and are the king and queen countries of Africa. But those were the names originally used for the pharaohs in Egypt. In ancient Kemet, we still have that name. It's called Netcher, Netcher, Netcheru. Netcher becomes the word Niger or Niger, which stems from Neges, which is Ethiopian, which is Amharic, or Geese, in which that means king also. So we see that the word Naga is in Mexico, in South America. The word Naga is in um, Africa, and the word Naga is in India through um, Tamil people or pre-Davidians um, um, people um, now referred to as the Sudra or the Untouchables, the darker-skinned people um, there within India. Um, they use that and is also in the Orient, in China, in Japan. In matter of fact, World War II, they destroyed a city called Nagasaki, the city of the serpent. Nagasaki means the city of the serpents. That was ethnic cleansing. That was us. Okay? No vows. Mm-hmm. 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 So the Nubians called themselves Naga. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Well, when we're looking at the serpent, we're talking about the sperm. If you look at your spinal column into the brain, and if we were able to just to take that portion out of your body, it still looks just like a sperm today. We know that the brain and the heart are the first organs that begins to start forming um, in the development of the um, physical body. Well, the brain, once again, if you take out um, the brain and the eight and the, um, 18 inches of spine, all right, or more, um, of the spine, actually it's 33, verte- 30, 33 vertebrates um, on the spinal column. But at the 18th vertebrate, the heart um, stems from those particular um, 31 plus 2 nerves, which is 33 nerves. Um, and then, of course, on top of that pole is the brain itself. So down at the bottom of the base is the kundalini, which is your sexual energy. So your sexual energy, your heart, and your brain form the three areas in which that is your holy trinity for you. All right? This is also called the three treasures of Taoism. Where, they, where you're able to store energy at. You're able to store energy into your lower dantian, which is um, two inches um, below your navel, an inch more behind your navel uh, chakra, which correlates to the abode of your sacral bone, which is the word sacred. And then, of course, the heart, um, the back of the heart, you can store energy to expand the front of the heart for mercy, love, and right. And then if you want a high IQ, then you would store energy into the brain area, your third eye and crown chakra. So these areas are where you, these are the components of your life force, where where this energy is going in at. All right? So melanated people, we have melanocytes, which acts as black holes. It has black hole properties. So that means, just like with a black hole, that Stephen Hawkins, I got to say this because he just passed, Stephen Hawkins um, at one time spoke of the fact that light does not escape a black hole. However, after he heard me on the radio show in 2008 when I was in London, where he was living in London, um, he heard me on the radio show and I broke down that melanin has the ability to transmit um, energy, which is through healing. 
So therefore, there, that means that energy or light cannot be um, just um, swallowed up by black holes. That means there's also a way in order to um, release the light, you know? And so after I broke that down, he changed his whole theory. And he said no longer would he say that black holes um, would do nothing but capture light. Black holes can also transmit light. That came through the fact of him understanding or getting an understanding or understanding of melanin. Because melanin has the ability to absorb all the frequencies of light, whether it's heat, you know, light, sound waves, um, electrical waves, um, gamma rays, ultraviolet light, X-rays, TV, radio waves. We have infrared, microwaves. We are able to absorb all of those frequencies of melanated being. So we know that these so-called reptilians had to look like us. They had to have been um, melanated to begin with because you can absorb all the energies through, through your melanin. You, there's no other way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Now, there are some such as um, Reverend Valentine, Dr. Um, Baba um, Reverend Valentine um, um, L, as well as also Malachi Z. York L, Dr. Malachi Z. York L, both of them said that at one time we had a green hue. All right? Now, I, I believe that because at one time we had more magnesium in our body. Our bodies no longer produce magnesium to that extent. At the core of our cells now is iron. All right? At one time, it was magnesium. All right? Our blood cells. It was iron. But now it's now iron, but at one time, it was magnesium. All right? So, so, so magnesium, um, that gave us more of a greenish hue. And if you go to Ethiopia, or matter of fact, look at melanated babies around the world to this day. If you look at the small area of the back, uh, right above the um, buttocks, you will see a greenish patch. That greenish patch or tint is what used to, our whole body used to be that color at one time. But we began to lose it because of, as when iron and water mix, it rusts. So we turn brown. You know, but that was still a good thing because iron has the capability of being able to be a amplifier with copper, just like um, electrical circuits. You know, they have um, iron and they have um, copper. So that's the amplifier. Well, we have been amplified. All right. We've been amplified. So iron and copper. Um, works very well for amplification. This is what actually gives us our various colors, hues of our auric cell, all right? Which, of course, the colors of the auric cell in the visible spectrum ranges from Roy G. Biv, or red, orange, yellow, green, light blue, vi- um, indigo, and violet, all right? So same colors of the rainbow, you got it within your chakra system or shinkaras or ritus, all right, in which that are called your endocrine gland system, you know, your endocrine gland. So this is really what this is talking about. And your pineal gland absorbs energy through your crown, through your solophatic, um, this solophatic energy is absorbed through your antennas, your hair follicles, 
um, which is, of course, 9, 8, 7 ether, um, 6 ether. It absorbs through your hair into your pineal gland. Your pineal gland acts as a step on transformer of electromagnetic energy to the pituitary gland, pituitary gland to the thyroid, parathyroid glands. Your parathyroid glands used to be your gills. I won't get into that right now. In which that goes down into your thymus gland, into your spleen, pancreas, into your adrenal glands, as well as also the testes um, and the prostate gland for the male, for the woman, the uterus, and the ovaries. All right? So those are your major endocrine glands in your body in which that acts as a step-down transformer to the electromagnetic energy. All right? So this, this is how we're talking about the reptilians is at the base of your spine in your um in what is called a downward triangle shaped bone which is right above the coccus the tailbone um area which some people are still born with tail to this very day because of a um degeneration um of cells or of um cellular structure in which that took place um mutations in which that took place and um mixing of various animals. I won't get into that science right now but that bone, that triangular um, structure bone is where the Kundalini and those eight dividing cells of mitosis stems from. That's where they're located at, all right? And from those eight dividing cells is what we call Kundalini, the Kunta egg, all right? And it's just like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, you know what I'm saying, and got all cracked up. You're supposed to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Symbolically, that is talking about just like the 14 pieces of all saw being put back together again. Orset is that Orsetian energy, which is the Kundalini, the Mother Goddess principle that resonates at the um at that um sacral bone. That's why it's sacred at that sacral bone area. It is she who awakens. You have to awaken her through mudras and through sudras and through mantras. Um, in other words, through hakaus or through what is called hesi, uh, which is sounds and words of power. Um, um, and particular postures and movements. You have to awaken her that way. And as she is awakened, all right, this is why sex is one of the most powerful things because through sex you can awaken Kundalini. All right? So as she that Orsetian force, Orset is now awakened. She can now go through the seven caves, the caverns, as is said within um the book of Coming Forth by Day and Night, Miss Noman, Book of the Dead, she went through seven caves and she found the body part of Orset. Well, it's, this is talking about the seven, talking about your chakras. And as she go up the chakras into the seventh, and she kissed the seventh one, which is the pineal gland. The kundalini hits the pineal gland. The pineal gland um, um, cement, not calcified, there's a difference. Cement is because there's all mag, um, magnetic sand-like particles um, that is, um, 144,000 crystal-like particles that is around the pineal gland like a lens of an eye or a lens, because actually that is your eye. That is another eye. That's how you see into a whole new world or real, apparent reality is with that eye at night. All right? So that eye um, cements and it becomes the crystal city or crystal palace, which is mentioned within the book of Revelation. All right? And from that crystal palace, you are able to see the many mansions in which that God speaks of that is in the heavens. Um, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If they were not so, I would not have told you. This is what Jesus said. So these many mansions are talking about the different dimensions that you are able to travel into. If you go to 
um, uh, what's his name? Um, Richard Hoagland. If you go to hyperdimensional space um, in quantum physics, they have found 27 dimensions. They have found 27 dimensions. So that means that your pineal gland is able to go and reach into all those various dimensions. Excuse me. Uh, did you say Kenneth Copeland? They understand this. They understand this. You said Kenneth right? Copeland said that? So, so, so this is this is something that we have to realize too. How um, special we are, you know, as these particular alignments occur and these things take place. Now, as far as a reptilian, you know, as far as um, we know that allegedly there was dinosaurs that was on this planet. All right, some say there weren't, but based from all accounts, we've seen ancient. Um, there's this in. South America, Mexico, we've seen uh, designs and of clay designs of various um, animals in which that had to have been some type of dinosaurs that we refer to them as now. All right. But there are science now saying what if there were quote unquote dinosaurs who was actually humanoid. All right? This is what they're saying. No, this is what they're actually saying. PhDs are saying this. All right? Now, I've personally seen people eyes. All right? All right. So, I understand about the reptilian and with his idea in which that David Icke is talking about. But we understand that these are emotional responses that takes place in the reptilian portion of the brain. How we know this is because on the view, President Barack Obama was on the view and he said that because people have this mentality of separatism, racism, he said, this is what he said, he said, this happens because of people, reptilian brains. <laughs> now, this is Barack, President Barack Obama on The View talking about the reptilian brain and how it caused separatism. And he said that um, um, the vast amount of people still operate from this reptilian portion of their brain and this is what causes the racism and the separatism and all these types of things. This is what he said. And, and I understood what he meant by that. And he's absolutely correct. All right? So once the, once the Kundalini passes the reptilian portion of the brain into what is called, um, we refer to it as the amphibious or limbic portion of the brain into the neo portion of the neo-mammal portion of the brain, which is the new brain, where the neocortex and the frontal lobe are located at, that is the new brain. So once you once the Kundalini energy get there, and this is why the Egyptian showed you with the snake coming up over the top of the head and coming back down here over the frontal lobes and the cortex, the neocortex area of the brain, to show you that now you have access to all portions of the brain. No longer just using 10% linear thinking um, of the brain, but now access to both hemispheres of the brain. The left and the right has now both been synergized and 
the meeting between the two, which is now your Adam and your Eve, has and the serpent in the garden has now all come back together. But the serpent is no longer um, walking on the dust of um, is no longer on the dust of the ground. But now is back with walking legs once again. This is what this is symbolic too. This is what Eve was talking about that the serpent um, beguiled me and told me that I would become like one of the gods. Because when the Kundalini comes here to the pineal gland, once it goes over the top of the head, it comes back to this portion. It's no longer at the reptilian. It's no longer at the base of the spine. It's not at the reptilian portion of the brain. It's not at the limbic portion of the brain, but it's at the new mammal or the new cortex or, or frontal lobe of the brain, which is the higher mind, the higher developed mind. It's not the lower mind. You have now mastered the higher mind with Kundalini. So now you're going into a whole new realm, you know, and, um, you know, that Creed who really taught David Icke the signs of the reptilian agenda, um, you know, he speaks about how he's seen and smelled the, um, what he called it, the, um, the Chittahari. That's what he referred to them as, the Chittahari, the reptilians. He said that they are not aliens, as many people say they are. He said that they are from Earth. <laughs> All right? He said they are sexually compatible with our women. That means they have to be human. You can't be sexually compatible unless you're a human. You're in a human family. Now, they, now there are some people who have um, negative um, blood types in which that um, you have to um, be given, you know, for, um, if majority of everybody on the planet, 85% um, everybody on the planet is is positive blood type. They're trying to say that that's monkey um, blood type, but it's not. All right, but um, but and then they're trying to say that negative blood type, in particular, all negative blood type, is the outer um, the outer world or um, you know the outer you know um, world type of DNA or uh, genetics or, or blood type. But this is what he said. He said that they are from Earth and that they are sexually compatible with our women, thus making them Earthlings too, and are part of us, our genetics. And this makes them all more dangerous as they know us so well. Now, this is what Credo Mutua said. All right? So, so, so he explains it a way in which that David Icke did not explain it. So David Icke got everybody thinking, oh, they, they, they aliens. They came from outer space. They came from the Draco constellation. And, you know, well, what if in the Bible it tells you that there was angels who fell to earth and who got cast into the earth? And that was their prison for a time. This is in the book of Enoch. It speaks to this. This is in the book of Enoch. So what if that is really what they're talking about? Those who got cast into the earth. Because um, Alex um, Carrular, um, he spoke on the reptilians. He said that, um, that there's a reptilian class system hierarchy in which that discriminations are made between beings by rank from royals to the workers and slaves common to most Negative ET system. All right, this is what he's saying. However, we go a little bit further because we know that him, David Icke, um, even Dr. York, they speak about um, the external, you know, um, the external, you know, um, things. But I'm on to the internal because me, 
thinking about going to find one to prove it, you know what I'm saying, as compared to me raising Kundalini, you know, which is called the serpentine fire, the, inter- the inner reptilian is more important to me because I can't necessarily prove, you know what I'm saying, a reptilian running around per se, you know what I'm saying. I can prove this energy inside my body, you know, and how it is being, it can be activated and so forth and so on. So that's what I can prove. But there are scientists that are saying certain things, and I do have to say it. It says, um, let me find one of the scientists here. One of his names. Uh, he's, uh, all right. There's uh, a good book. It says, The Dinosaur um, Heresies. Heresies. The Dinosaur Heresies. By Robert T. Baker, Ph.D. All right? That's the name of the book, The Dinosaur Heresies. And it says, the new theories unlocking the mystery of the dinosaurs and their extinction. Robert T. Baker, that's B-A-K-K-E-R, Ph.D. Right? He's one of the individuals. Also, Carl Sagan spoke about it. It's called The Dragons of Eden. (laughs) Before he died, he spoke about it, all right? And he's a Pulitzer Prize winner, Carl Sagan. You know, they love to talk about Dr. Carl Sagan, you know? But he wrote a book called The Dragons of Eden. (laughs) He said, if the dinosaur had not all been mysteriously extinguished some 65 million years ago, would the um, the Saurus Nephodeite? had to continue to evolve into increasingly intelligent forms. So he's talking about a saurus nephotides, which is a particular dinosaur. He said if they would have survived 16 years, would they have evolved into an increasingly intelligent form? This is what he says in the book. All right? So, so in his Dragons of Eden, Carl Sagan is talking about the possibilities of a dinosaur evolving into a intelligent being. All right? Now you have the um, um, the Trodon and the Dinosaurus. All right? In early 1980s, the American paleo, um, paleo the paleo, um, paleo, excuse me, paleontologist Dale Russell, Dr. Dale Russell suggested that he had um, had dinosaurs survived the big brain bipedal bird-like trodon who grasped with grasping hands might have given rise to an intelligent and human-like descendant like the dinosaurus. Hmm. Now these, once again, these are coming from these are coming from doctors. PhD. All right? So so they, they talk about Malachi's York and how he's crazy, but damn, hold up. Carl Sagan? He ain't crazy for saying the same thing? You see? All right. So here's another book. Dr. Arthur David Horn, Humanity's Extraterrestrial Origins. All right? E.T. Influences on Humankind, 
Biological and Cultural Evolution. Dr. Arthur David Horn. All right. Now, this is coming from European sources, but of course, you know, Moutoir, you know, spoke about all these different types of things and, you know, and people still can't phantom or grasp to put their hands around it, but I'm right down the street in North Carolina, you know, um, hold on a second, let me get my plug. All right, so uh, let me take this off. Damn. All right, so this is something else that was said. It says and this was a brother. His name is Christopher Davis. He encountered the lizard man of Bishopville on June thirtieth, nineteen eighty eight. This is a brother. You can look him up. Christopher Davis, D-A-V-I-S. And this is where the lizard man of South Carolina comes from. All right? This is in Columbia News, August the 15th, 1988. It says, the lizard man, South Carolina's answer to Bigfoot. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) This was an actual article. Now, he wasn't the first one to begin to start talking about this lizard man. All right? There's reports of the Kentucky lizard man. It says reports in this category began in the 1950s. It's most notable in 1955 when a report from the Ohio River near Evansville, Indiana, where a creature left a green handprint on a swimmer's leg. Older reports indicate reptilian devil. 10 feet tall with glowing red eyes in the 1940s in Ohio Valley. And reports occurred throughout the area in Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, on both sides of the river. Similar sentences and experiences have been reported in Oklahoma and Texas Pan um, Handle area. Even coming out of Kentucky in the 1970s, some report of an older and the native traditions are even older. Many Native Americans say that their ancestors originally came from underground. From inside the earth. This is what the Apache say, the Navajos say in their tradition. They all say the same thing. All right? So there's similar traditions both in South America where the movie, The Creature from the Black Moon, had come from, and in Florida where it was actually filmed. Right? So I'm just giving out these, these, these little clues. Now, you can get um for the for the lizard man, this was this um Chris Davis, as I'm telling you about, he was seventeen years old at the time when 
he stopped and he was changing um a flat tire um at night. All right? And and even the Bishopville Lizard Man story was reported on CBS News during that time period. The story was also printed in the Los Angeles Times, the Char- um, the um the Charlotte Observer, and the Herald Examiner and Time magazine. So serious investigators went to go find out what was going on with this um lizard man um scenario. All right. So this isn't right. So this isn't something new. Malachi didn't come up with this. Um, um Cream didn't just come up with this. This is this has been reported by um by people all over the world and here in various um counties in various um states. You know, um there was um also in eighteen um eighty there was an army corps of engineers. Um his name was Colonel Robert Cooper. And he encountered the um lizard man um in in Bishopville in South Carolina. Okay. Oh, hold on. No. Oh, hold on. Okay. So this this isn't this is this is now coming from a colonel in the Army Corps of Engineers, all right? And maybe he's crazy, <laughs> but this colonel said that that he and his wife uh, Cecilia was returning home from a wedding rehearsal, and there was no liquor served. <laughs> when he saw what he described as a half man, half dinosaur running alongside his car. He called out to Cecilia, who was asleep at the time, to wake her up and look at this remarkable creature. He even drew a picture of the creature. A picture of the creature. All right? So, he said, just, now check this out now. Let me see. He said, just as she woke from her slumber, the lizard man veered away from the road and ran off into the trees. Colonel Cooper reported the event to Sheriff Truesdale, um, Sheriff Truesdale and drew the above um, image of what he had seen. The colonel never publicly spoke about his um, encounter. When he finally decided to be interviewed about it by a reporter just prior to their interview, he had a heart attack and died. Dead man tells no tales. All right. So, so this is what this is what is talking about. So, I got pictures of the area because I've been investigating this ever since 1988 when I first heard about it. All right. And I, that was my first year in college, and I found it so fascinating. All right. So, let me see. Let me start this again. All right. I think I'm back on. All right, yeah, there we go. All right. So let me 
see what's going on with this one, because now all of a sudden this one is acting up. All right, but these are just some of the stories about this so-called lizard man. So they are, quote-unquote, reptilian, um, dinosaurist type of creatures. There's no doubt about it, who mixed in with the human bloodline. But the thing is, is that we had to evolve from them, obviously, for us to be able to do that, for us to be sexually compatible. There's no way that that could have happened. Because you can't mix a, uh, you can mix uh, um, a damn, uh, 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 a donkey and a mule. You know what I'm saying? You know. So, so the thing is that, um, matter of fact, a horse and what a horse and a donkey make a mule and a mule is sterile. Right, and it's sterile. So a mule can't do nothing. Okay, can't make nothing. So. That, that means that there had to be compatibility somewhere, just like Crudo Moutois spoke about. So I don't take that out of hand, you know what I'm saying? But the reptilian that I'm concerned about is the internal reptilian force, which is the most um, important to me, you know? it is Kundalini rising within individuals who have calcified pineal glands. Um, Dr. Richard King, MD, he's told us that 5 to 15% of Africans have calcified pineal glands. 20 to 35% Asians have calcified pineal glands. But 60 to 80% Europeans have calcified pineal glands. In the book, Spontaneous Human Combustion, written by Jenny Reynolds, Randalls. She makes the she 
make this um, statement that it has never occurred in black people. <laughs> that spontaneous mankind, she has no reports of it ever occurring in African people. Right? She said it has happened. Most of the cases that she has um, studied, it was all on Europeans. All Europeans. That is that is that that is in um um African biological um African origin of biological psychiatry by Dr. Richard King. African origin of biological psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And that's what it is. That's why it's called serpentine fire. Here's a fire showed up in the bones because when you illuminate the Ida and the Pingala, which are the two sacral nerves, also there's a third one, the Shona, which is in a hollow area in the middle of the 31 nerves. There's a hollow area in the spinal column called the Shoshuna. And when that is activated along with the two nerves, the Kundalini is now able to come up. And as it comes up, it goes and burns through what is called etheric threads or etheric threads through each chakra. Each chakra has, um, um, it's like a nexus of nerves, but there's etheric nerves or etheric threads, I should say, that is part of that, of that nexus of nerves. And it has to burn through each one to go through each chakra, all right, so that it can go up into the Holy of Holies, which is into the head area, um, the kingdom, as they refer to it, or as we call it, the dome piece. Right. 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 
Europa. Is it called Europa? which symbolizes as above, so below. At each point, we find at 19.5 degrees north and at 19.5 degrees south, there sits a rise of energy, all right? This rise of energy at 19.5 degrees north, I mean south, is Kundalini. So as the Kundalini comes up, because there's an upswelling of energy always at 19.5 degrees, this is what um, in hyperdimensional um, physics, found out that on every, um, if you took a six-pointed star configuration and overlaid it on each planet at 19.5 degrees on every planet, there would be an upswelling of energy. It was done on the sun, and at that area, there's upswelling of energy. That's where the massive solar flares come from. Um, you know. Um, um, and the and the sunspots. So all these things take place right there. Um, on Earth, it was there on the Giza Plateau. It's also in the Hawaiian Islands. All right. Um, um, matter of fact, that's why they that's why that area of the Hawaiian Islands was called Lemuria. All right. That was Lemuria at one time. The Hawaiian Islands is the remnants of that. This is why Maui is the capital of um, of Hawaii. It's called Maui, which is Mu, M-U, all right? M-A-U-I, actually is M-U, Mu, all right? So Mu, which is short for Lemuria, is now Hawaiian Islands, and that's where the upswelling is. This is why you have major volcanic activity that took place there in the Hawaiian Islands um, because of the upswelling of energy. You put it on Mars at the area of Sidona, 
which is the site that you're talking about where the um, Sphinx um, head is, it sits at 19.5 degrees. There's an upswelling of energy. On Jupiter, where there's a red dot, um, as they say, with this massive collection of storms, which is larger than the Earth itself, these storms takes place there on Jupiter, in which that is an upswelling of energy. And every single planet they have seen um, in hyperdimensional physics at 19.5 degrees, and the Quran speaks about 19, that that um, 19 angels are over it. All right? This is what in the Quran is spoke about. The Quran speaks about 19 angels or angles of light is over it. Angels symbolize angles of light. So there's 19 angles of light, 19 angels over it. And it's talking about those 19.5 degrees, all right, in particular. So it comes from the Quran. The Quran gave us a hint um, um, to the um, 19, number 19. There was a um, guy by the name of Rashad, Rashad, or Rashid, Rashid or Rashad. And he, um, back in the 1980s, um, translated the Holy Quran and showed us how the, the Holy Quran was based on the number 19. All right? So the Holy Quran is based on the number 19. Bismillah, man Rahim, is based on the number 19. You know what I'm saying? That's the number 19. Bismillah, man Rahim. 19. All right? Um, La ilaha illallah, 19. So it goes on and on. The whole thing is decoded in the number 19, showing the Holy Quran is based on that, showing that it symbolized the upswelling of energy. This book symbolizes that upswelling. That's why they have um, 2 billion Muslims on the planet Earth, which now rivals Christianity. All right? But of course, us as metaphysicians, soon we'll conquer both. Because <laughs> at least we can explain what's in their books as, as they cannot. That's the problem. The pineal gland. That's 19, right? That's 19.5 degrees now north, which is now at the pineal gland, which produces another upswelling of energy, which is the resurrection of Osar. Because once Osset um, marries the divine marriage and heaven takes place with Osar, when the Kundalini hits the pineal gland, which is where the soul is, it awakens the soul from the body, and now the soul becomes Eru, which is the reincarnated um, or the waking aspect of Osar once again. This is what the whole story of Osar and Heru was talking about in the um, um, Book of Coming Forth by Day and Night, the Open Up the Mouth Ceremony of Misnomer, uh, the Book of the Dead by um, E.A. Wallace Budge. Right, 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 exactly, right, the Aurora Boreas, right, which is shown to us now, you have secret societies such as Madame Bavaski's still out on the philosophical society who took that symbol, and now you can see that as part of her true symbol, 
um, of the Theosophical Society. However, that is an ancient Egyptian symbol of the serpent biting its tail, which is called a raw boreas, which we get now a raw boreas, which is the um, the northern lights, the southern lights. All right, when we look at the northern lights and the southern lights, the northern lights is called the raw boreas, um, the raw boreas lights, lights or borealis. So, um, so even in that regard, it's talking about the serpent biting its tail. And the serpent biting its tail is talking about um, um, reincarnation or better yet, regeneration, revitalization, uh, rejuvenation, re-energize. All of these things is talking about the serpent biting its tail. That's what it's about too. And it's, in Taoism, when you go in and study Taoism, Qigong, Tai Chi, you want what is called a, a macrocosmic orbit is when you take your tongue and place it up at the roof of your mouth behind your two front teeth. And when you pull up your anal muscles, you have what is called from the from the um from the from the um perineum, which is between the scrotum sac, uh, which is that indenture which used to be the vaginal canal for the male, but now it is a small indenture. Um that is what is known as the perineum. From the perineum, which right above the perineum is your prostate gland which is a shrunken uterus um, for the male, um, which now helps with the manufacturing of the sperm. So we still make life, but it's a sperm, a spermicide um, um, way of looking at, of producing life. But as it goes up, the energy kundalini shakti goes up to the top of the head and comes back down towards this area right here, right below the nose. Where the Eater and the Pingala is activated, the left is the Eater, the right is the Pingala. What happens now is that that is called the governing vessel or channel. Once it gets into the nose, it takes over and becomes a conceptional or functional channel. And it comes back down the center, mass of the body, back down to the perineum again. So up, down, and by your tongue being up at the mouth, behind your two front teeth and you're pulling up your anal muscles, you connect both of those currents and it becomes now one cycle. That is the serpent biting its tail. That is the governing and the conceptual channel or vessel in which that now circulates and produce that regeneration. All right? And so that is when you activate Kundalini Shakti energy, which is that magnetic energy, electromagnetic energy, you can circulate it. And those, and that is the channel that it circulates through. All right, and the more that it circulates through those two channels, the more that it produces what is known as the six meridians on your left side and the six meridians on your right side. Those twelve meridians. All right. So once again, you get that one, and then those twelve. Hence the thirteen. Hence Jesus and his twelve disciples again, just like. The pineal gland and the 12th pair of cranial nerves that sits around the pineal gland. So that is Jesus and his 12 disciples, King Arthur and his 12 knights at the round table. Or as we said, Jesus and his 12 disciples at the Last Supper. All right. Um, the sun and his 12 zodiac signs. All of that correlates. Okay. Um, I'm not going to 
by David Matricci, he explains what that means. The Adders were the Twa people, the small so-called Africans, and they was ran out by St. Patrick out of Ireland because they were the original people in Ireland, just like the Twa people are the original people around the world. If you go to the islands of the Pacific Islands, they were the original people in the Pacific Islands. They was called the Negrito. All right? The little small niggas. <laughs> right? You come here to America and Mexico. You can go and look at the Mayans and the, and the Aztecs, all of them. They was four feet tall people. They was Negritos. They was um, Twa people. You can go to um, Africa, where they still exist to this very day, in Rwanda, and um, down um, that's a matter of fact, they was part that, that they was one of the ones who was watching the um, Watusis and the Hutus kill each other under the CIA influence. The Twa people was there, all right, and so they dwell in that area. You can go into, you know, so so they they've been. At one time, the Chinese and the um, Japanese, they were short. They was four feet tall people, all right? They just started getting tall, tall because they been eating McDonald's and shit, <laughs> all right, here. But when they first came over here, they was only about four feet tall, you know what I'm saying? They was less than five feet tall over here 
in, um, um, in America when they first came. I remember about 40, 50 years ago. You know what I'm saying? They were short people. You know, so they got tall all of a sudden. The regular size is everyone else because they eat the same foods. You know, steroids and, and um, preservatives and chemicals and fungicides, herbicides, pesticides, you know, um, all these things. But they spread out more than anyone else at one time around the whole planet. Um, if you get this book called the um the um ancient um the gods, it says um ancient gods of the West is by Raymond Drake. The book is by um Raymond Drake. He says in it that the Twa people, the pygmies, been on Earth over thirty million years. He said that. So this is before the Neanderthal. This is before um, the Australian Opisthes. This is before any of these so-called strange um, Charles Durin ape theories, because the apes only went back to, the apes is no older than 20 million years old. All right? And the monkey is only 40 to 50 million years old. So there was already people on this planet before then. So they 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 trying they trying to um, make us look like we just came here miraculously, you know, um, three hundred thousand years ago, based on um, Zachariah Ascension theory of the Anunnakians coming down and creating man, and the first thing that they created was the black-headed ones, which that uh, becomes the Lulus or the Amalulu, who are the created people, you know, but they don't never speak about the Tamahu. <laughs> Amazing. They talk about the Lulu, but they'll never speak the Tamahu. All right, I'll leave that for another time. <laughs> but, but one was already here, one was made. Same way that we make them now, test two babies, cloning, and so forth and so on. The same way manipulation of genes is the same thing in which that was taking place um, on this planet. We was doing all types of things because we've been on here so long. Um, you know, we we. We, we had a habit, just like children, messing with things until we learned not to mess with things, all right? That, that's There's nothing new under the sun, as the Bible says, all right? That's that's what it is. We think it's new. You know, we think that all this little technology that we got right now is so far advanced. But really, you know, when you go to the walls of ancient Egypt, to set one on the walls of Abydos, right up in the upper beam, you'll see helicopters, <laughs> Submarines, <laughs> hovercrafts, <laughs> all different types of things right there on the upper beam in um in Abydos, in the Temple of Seti One. So we're not the only this this is not technology that we're just getting. This is this is old school stuff. We think yep. that it's new school. You know what I'm saying? You know, but it's not. You know, um it, it's not. It's not. It, it's been done before. Um, Ancient and Modern Britain by David Matricci, M-A-C, capital R-I-T-C-H-I-E, David, David Matricci, volume, volume one and volume two, he breaks it down in there. Okay. 
Right. Well, there's there's several books I would recommend, and basically they're all written by Albert um, Church Ward. All right, if you get his books, Albert Church Ward. All right. Um, his brother James Church Ward, both of them were students of a man by the name of Gerald Massey. Right, both of them were students of Gerald Massey. Now, Albert Churchward said some fascinating things concerning um, concerning the twelve. All right, he said they are the oldest people on earth. That's no. All right, that's what Albert Churchward said. He goes further, and he says that not only are they the oldest, that them and their ascendants. The Nubians, all right, who we call the Ethiopians or Abyssinians, are the first ones to develop religion. All right, he said they're the first ones to develop religion. All right. Um, also, the system that is now being used 
He said it comes from them. The Masonic, yes. The Masonic archetype, all right, comes from them, all right? And the book was called God's, hold up, there's another book. That's why I was telling you, um, God's and Spacemen in the Ancient West. I said the ancient gods in the in the ancient West, but it's um the it's gods and the spacemen in the ancient West. And Raymond Drake said that the or the pygmies inhabited Earth for thirty million years. Now, the origin and evolution of primitive man by Albert Churchward. This is the book that he says that the um that uh that they was the first people. He says, but they were not the only the first people in Africa. But he said they were the first people in Europe, Asia, North and South America, and Oceania, which is the Pacific Islands. Well, popul- he said they was populated by them. All right, he said he was the first, the little red man of Earth from the pygmies. He evolved, evolution continued progressively into the following order. Next would have been the Bushmen, uh, the Mesaba Negro, the Nyolik Negro the Maasai, and the Mongolians, and then the so-called Europeans or Aryans. They was the last. So everybody else came before the Europeans, and he mixed this in the book, The Origin and Evolution of Primitive Man, Albert Churchward. He said they was the first men with the, he said this first man was the little pygmy. His descendants are still found in many different parts of the world, in South America, China, Malay, New Guinea, and probably other places, but the majority are still living in Africa, where his, um, where his original home was and is near and around the Great Lakes at the head of the Nile. All right, this is what he said. Now, you can get the book also, The Hidden Life in Freemasonry by C.W. Ledbetter. All right, now, C.W. Ledbetter was part of the Theosophical Society, and he said at one time, he says that that pygmy race is a relic of the old Lemurians and represents them more purely than any other people. Right? He said the Lemurians at one time was a gigantic people, but in process of dying out, they diminished in size. The African Bushmen are also remnants of the same race, but were very mixed blood. And the same thing is also true um, of who were usually called the Australian Aborigines. Except in their case, there is very ad light admixture of Aryan blood. At one time, the pygmies were spread out over a great deal more of Africa than at present, and some of them were the first people to enter Egypt. So this is where you get the best statue from. All right, the best statue, the little bit, um, the little best. All right, it, it, that was the statue of them, and this is why the Egyptians showed that because they show you that the pygmies was the first people on the planet and the first people in Egypt. As I showed you, they was also the first people in those various areas, which is all around the world, and we are their descendants. All right, Signs and Symbols of Primordial Man by Albert Churchward. He says this, pygmies, the pygmies are the original and the oldest living people on the face of the earth. He says it just like that. He says they are also known as the Anu. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, how could they be the Anu if Anu was the Anunnaki who came in Samaria and came from out the skies? But yet, the pygmies was called the Anu people, the Twa, the Anu people. 
But he goes on, he said, they invented much of the early hieroglyphic writing used in ancient Egypt. So the hieroglyphics came from the oldest people on the face of the earth, the pigments, the Twa people, the Anu people. And he says, by 4000 BC, they probably invented the precursor to cuneiform, cuneiform. Cuneiform is written for what? Mesopotamia. Cuni, cuneiform, or cuneiform. That is where you get Chinese and Japanese um, script now. It came from cuneiform, but it, that came from the Pygmies, from the Twa people. 4000 BC, which would be 6000 BC, 6000 years ago, he says they invented the cuneiform of writing of Mesopotamia. Yeah. And that was in that was in his other book, The Origin and Evolution of Religion, by Albert Church Ward. There's another book called The Ruins of Empires, written by Count C. Vani. And he says that all religions originated in Africa. The Ethiopians considered themselves, said Theodorus, a Greek historian, to be of the greater antiquity than any other nation. They supposed themselves also to be the inventors of divine worship, of festivals, of solemn assembly, of sacrifices, and every other religious practice known to man. Then even later, Dr. Breast, um, um, Breasted, a um, famous Egyptologist, he maintained that the Ethiopians were the first to give religious thought and aspiration to the world. So we find this over and over again. You get the book, Missing Pages of History, and what they never told you in history class and sex and race by J.A. Rogers. But missing pages of history and what they never told you in history class by was by Indu Kemet Kush. Indu Kemet Kush. He says the same thing in those particular books. Everything is in there. Those, I mean, when you go to Sex and Race, Volume 1, 2, and 3 by J.A. Rogers, in, in, in Volume 1, he breaks it down how everything came from us anyway. No, and this is what the, these are Europeans saying this. Count um, CF or Count Vani was European. Um, Albert Churchward, European. Gerald Massey, European. C.W. Ledbetter, European. You know? Um, one thing, uh, Mm-hmm. 
So this is what will power us. We will require more light and less food. All right, that's what's going on. We're being alchemically changed. All right, so so we have to understand that. And and carbon seven is the material that's equivalent to the Kundalini system, as well as what is called the Metatron cube. All right, so people need to look up the Metatron cube because, like iron, has the ability to sustain a magnetic field around it. Carbon seven has the uncanny ability to change hyperdimensional fields. All right. So, so basically, what we're talking about that as a field of thought around it. So, thus, it can be amplified, both can be amplified and other hyperdimensional fields, just like iron and copper in a transformer can be amplified. Magnetic fields. That's what I was talking about earlier. So, it says naturally, it is formed in the brain of spiritual adepts, where they have an out of body experience or perform other supernatural uh, phenomenon such as biolocation or materialization, etc. During such times, the glow or halo that forms around the heads of these spiritual evolved beings is actually done to the excess neutrons produced when carbon-12 transmutes to carbon-7 inside the brain. This is the pineal gland when it activates and starts to excrete DMT, right, which is called um, dimethyl triplethamine. All right, or penoline. All right, these chemicals are secreted by the pineal gland, also called the seed of the soul. So when these chemicals react, reaction happen, the brain is literally being awakened as one begins the human experience. Your spiritual evolution depends on you excreting DMT and penoline, which are the psychedelic drugs um, produced in your body. All right, and of course, the book you can get for that is called. Um, DMT, the spirit molecule, by um, um, by Dr. Rick um, Stratman. Exactly. Rhythm. Right. Nope. Right. Identical to territory. That's right. Indeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's 1030. Yeah. No, please. Mm, go ahead.
Barigani, your rule rule. <laughs> exactly. We get it all in. <laughs> well, you spoke of the Black Panther and that's very and I listened to you when you was on um the Goddess show. You did an excellent job, I, and everything that you were saying, that's what I was gonna say. So that's why I didn't do one. <laughs> no need. You already said it. So um the vibranium, the suit that he had on, of course, that's melanin. You know, vibranium symbolized the melanin um, portion of itself, just like Superman. If you notice, the old Superman had a blue and red suit, but the new Superman, in which that they've been showing you, his suit became a whole lot darker. Very dark. So dark until it was black, but it's dark blue. All right? That dark blue is the same as Krishna color of blue, all right? So we know that the living... Now, you can go to Wikipedia and check this out. Even in Wikipedia, it says, look up Superman, and it says, living solar battery. It says, Superman's power relies on his cell's ability to absorb and metabolize solar energy from local stars like the Earth's sun. That's you. His Kryptonian body is a living solar battery that absorbs solar energy and converts them to fuel for his powers. Cells also store yellow energy. He can use his powers under objects at night, in dark places, and in space. The more yellow rays, sun rays Superman absorbs, the stronger he gets. All right? In instant, he has been shown to enter the sun in order to increase his powers to the highest potentials. This was in 1998, DC One Million Line story. Superman can absorb solar energy of all class stars in which that he absorbs the solar energy of blue stars and increases his ability to a de- higher degree and give, him a- and give him additional powers and abilities. Now, check this out. This is deep. It says healing factor. Superman is shown to possess remarkable recuperative powers that allow him to quickly heal from wounds and make him immune to all forms of human or earthly diseases, illnesses, and toxins. This is we keep beating them at their game of trying to poison us. We keep transmuting. Melanin has its own DNA. It don't stay the same. It changes. Every time you try to look at it on a microscope, it changes. Right? Superman heals faster when he is closer to the sun and he is absorbing more sun rays. So the more sun that we get, we heal. The less vitamin D Three that you have, which is the hormone or the nutrient in which that helps with um, the, the the catalyst to calcium, 
Because if you don't have enough vitamin B, D, um, D3, guess what happens with the calcium in your body? It starts to calcify your organs, in particular, your pineal gland. All right? So vitamin D is essential. So you are the sun people, right? Even the word, check this out. The word Muslim, Muslim, stems from the ancient Egyptian word mesrim. Mesrim, the ancient Egyptian word, guess what that means? It means born of Ra. In other words, born of the sun. You are a Muslim, Muslim in that regard. From the ancient Egyptian meaning of mesrim. All right? All of this, all of this is tying back over and over again to us. All right? So like I said, remember, the man of steel, he symbolized the moor. All right? Remember, his name was Cal El. The Moors and the Hebrew Israelites, you know what I'm saying, um, used the title as their surname. The angels used that title as their surname. Mikael, Raphael, Uriel, Gabriel. <laughs> all right? So, 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 right. So, so everybody knows that melanin, um, um, you can look at the melanated infant, they stand they sit, stand, crawl, and walk sooner than Albion or white, and demonstrate more advanced cognitive skills than our, um, the Albion or albino um, um, counterparts because of their abundant melanin. Carol Barnes writes that your mental processes, which is your brain power, are controlled by the same chemicals that give black humans their super physical, athletic, rhythmic dancing abilities. This chemical is melanin. The abundance of melanin in black humans produce a or superior organism both mentally and physically. Black infants, all right, uh, um, shows this, these cognitive, these advanced cognitive um, skills because of it. So melanin is the neurochemical basis for what it is called soul. So melanin is the physical counterpart of what we call the spiritual soul, right? Just like the breath is the physical um, counterpart of what we call the mind. So the breath is the physical counterpart of the mind, just like the melanin is the physical counterpart of the spiritual soul. All right? So so, so this is the this is the correlation. So when you have absorbed more, more, more light, and see, uh, let, let me say this because um um because this this there's a guy by the name of um what's his name? Um you can you can get uh, uh what's his name? His name is Dr. Leon Eldenstein, a Jewish guy. He says when energy is captured, the battery has more energy to use in the body. Melanin can absorb a great amount of energy and yet not absorb a tremendous amount of heat when it's absorbed this energy because it can transform harmful energies into useful energies. All right, these this means that the human being can charge up their melanin. They possess the unique ability to absorb various energy sources and convert these absorbed energies into reusable energy. This includes mediums such as music, vibrations, sound waves, sun rays, um, sunny heat, light rays, and etc. And this is when the, this is what the Jewish guy says now. Jewish, not Jew, Jewish. Dr. Leon Eldenstein, he says melanin can absorb tremendous quantities of energy of all kinds including energy from sunlight, x-ray machines, and energy that is formed within cells during metabolism, 
of cells. In Dr. Frank's Bar Theory, he states that matter is shaped and structured by light. These, mel- these molecules, melanin combinations, eat light in order to maintain, expand, and evolve matter. The more highly evolved the species, the more complex its biological capacity to use light is. Now you can get this from you can get this. This is also in the book called The Science of Blackness by um, Tapu um, Iyamin. He says melanin is the black to allow chemical structure to obtain, reta- to obtain, retain, store, generate light and sound energy once it contacts the molecule. This light and sound energy permits the African to have a higher level of perception and give him the ability to communicate with the dead, the spirit world, and the outer um, space cosmos. Melanin refines the nervous system in such a way that messages from the brain reaches other areas of the body rapidly in original people. Right? So this is what is being said about the science of melanin on more of a spiritual level in connection to what we've seen in the movie um, Black Panther and what we've seen um, in um, the Justice League with Superman and his resurrection from the dead, which is nothing but the story of Osiris, as you may mention of, was nothing but the story of Osiris told again in the movie Black Panther. Osiris said that same story told over again. All right? It's always the same story. They can't change it, as you may see on the statement of. So this is just something that we have to understand. Innocent. crazy dude on the planet. <laughs> That's beautiful. You in good company. <laughs> Thank you, bro. All right, you can wrap it up. (laughs) 
I appreciate you, God. Namaste, bro. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace. Hey, brother Al. Peace. You hear me? Yep, I hear you loud and clear. Hear me loud and clear? Okay, then. Because I had muted myself out for a while, too. Uh, right. Great show tonight, brother. Really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of brothers on, I found out a lot of brothers on YouTube don't know what they're talking about when they're talking about. Uh, the Black Panther movie. Uh, right. I'm not gonna name any names, but uh, these were brothers I thought that would have uh, a better, more uh, had to uh, say so about it. But you cleared a lot of things up about the movie. Uh, the Black Panther, that's a repeat of the uh, Asara Set and Haru uh, uh, story. Right. It's just, right. Is that is that same story told over again? But you know, they they they. <laughs> You're not looking uh, at it, but one, one brother said it had nothing, nothing to do with that. So that noble, he he broke it down. Um, if they if they can go back and listen to what he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, um, on that on the show that he did on Resurrection, um, radio, you know, they can hear him. He breaks it down. Mhm. Yeah, that they uh uh. Someone brother said it didn't have nothing to do with us here, you know. But uh, as I was saying to myself, I said they don't, they don't. Black Panthers are not indigenous to Africa, no way. Right. So, you know, uh, one brother said that uh, Wakanda is a is a fiction. You know, I said no, nah, these brothers ain't getting it at all. And you'd be surprised who these brothers I'm talking about. Right. You really, you really would. You'd be surprised. These brothers, who I'm really talking about. Um, you, you, you sit and talk with them. You sit and build with them yourself. And you'd be surprised. Like I said, you'd be surprised. These brothers, I'm talking about. I said, man, uh, they didn't break it down like you and this brother just did. Right. They didn't break it down like that. They're saying that everybody, uh, a lot of, uh, they, there was a lot of brothers and sisters. When they're African guard and stuff like that, you know, and it didn't, and it right. didn't have nothing to do with uh, so-called black people, you know. It wasn't about so-called well, black people. Red, the the colors red, black, and green are the colors of resurrection within ancient Egypt. This is why you see Osar with his hands um, in a cross. You know, um, his hands in a cross symbolizes resurrection. You know, um, and that's and you oftentimes we see the collar around his neck, which is now within Freemasonry, but the colors is red, black, and green. Um, you would see um, even a chair or the or the um, throne in which that all saw Osiris is sitting on. All the colors, red, black, and green. Those colors are resurrection colors. Um, um, this is where Marcus Garvey got the colors from. This is what was shown also in the movie 
um, of Black Panther was those particular colors. So, I mean, these are the colors of resurrection, bro. This, 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 we have to understand that this was about us, all right? Um, you know, um, a brother wrote the script for it, all right? Um, he wrote the script and produced this, um, the movie. Okay, because okay. I heard the, the story was and created by, by two Europeans. The comic book was supposedly created by Right, and which that you had the um the Black Panther Party from out of Alabama, um you know, um because some are saying that the Black Panthers um um comic book came out before the Black Panthers um in Oakland, California, in 1966, but not the Black Panthers from out of Alabama. They didn't come out before them. All right, so in Mississippi, so um. You know, everybody want to focus on the Black Panthers from out of Oakland, but there was already Black Panthers um, in Mississippi and Alabama, hmm. you know, um, which they don't talk about. And this is where Stan Lee and those who wrote the comic book series for what we call now Black Panther got their concept from. Hmm, okay. No, they didn't break it down like that. Yeah, yeah, that's because they got to do more study. This is the problem. Most people be doing half-ass research and then um, coming out thinking that they got the um, whole truth and nothing but the truth. Um, instead of just saying, look, I have a part or a piece of the puzzle. You know, um, that's just what it is. You know, if you hear me say something, I have my piece. Somebody else right. might have another piece. Well, shit, let's link them pieces up before we can get a better look at this puzzle because, you know, our people need this information. You know, they need right. a resurrection. They need that red, black, and green. Hell, even our colors are red, black, and green. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, cherry, red background with the green five-pointed star with the red with the black border around the star. That's red, black, and green. So even Moors um, have to say, nah, I rock the red, black, and green too. So what you talking about? I'm RBG. It's R, that's, that's, that's the resurrection colors. Isn't it right. also yellow right. too? Well, we put yellow in there. Yes, yes. But well, you know, our flag, you know, our flag have red, black, and green, and yellow. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm thinking about. With the with the with the Banu bird climbing out of the ashes of the fire. Right. Means rebirth. Right. Exactly. That's what the bird symbolized. Right. The Banu bird or the phoenix. Raising from the ashes every 555 years, which is based on the height of what? The obelisk or the Tekken in Washington, D.C., which is 555 feet tall, which symbolizes the resurrection. Oh, man. Or in the case mm. of, the, of that, the erection. <laughs> oh, no, they, 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 ain't, ain't, none of them, ain't none of them brothers broken down like that. No. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we see, we see, that's what I'm saying. Hey, break it down. Oh man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, some of these brothers you've been building with on the East Coast. Like I said, I ain't gonna mention no names, but I said you'd be surprised who these brothers are, though. Right. Mm, mm, so it was about us. Oh, like it definitely I said, I was about. I, I haven't saw the movie yet, 
But yeah, the movie war. But from what you said and the brother uh, that was guest here tonight, y'all broke it down for me, but perfectly. I really thank y'all for that. I appreciate you, you and the other brother for that. Oh yeah, appreciate you out for listening. All right, that's what's up, <laughs> man. No, them brothers need to go back and do more research and more homework. A whole lot more. Well, I mean, Ryan um Kogler, that's that's his name, um, is the brother um you know um uh, you know, he was the director. You know, the um he directed the movie and he also was the screenwriter but he also um, allegedly wrote the wrote it too, and he was from out of Oakland, California. That's where he was born. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now, that's the area of the t- or what Black Panthers. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Black Panthers. Okay. <laughs> and he was from Oakland, California, born in Oakland, California. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. And he becomes the the director and the screenwriter. <laughs> um, um, and you know, for for Black Panther. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think so neither. You know, so, um, you know, I I seen it more so that way. You know, in that regard, I. You know. Yeah. Well, I sure thank you for it, uh, Dr. Eileen. Man. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. Man. <laughs> now, I really got to see the movie now. Oh, yeah, you have to. You have to see it, Brother L. Because you had a little bit of masonry in there, too, from the way you were uh, dropping it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, because um, C.W. Ledbetter said specifically um, that uh, in the hidden history of Freemasonry, now this, this is what he said: the hidden, the hidden life of Freemasonry. This, that was his book by C. W. Ledbetter from the Theosophical Society, brother L. Thirty-three degrees. He said that the twelve pygmies, all right, um, were the first people on the planet Earth, and that they was also the first people to um, um, to enter into Egypt. Now that makes sense because when I read in another book. You know, as I as I spoke about earlier, in the other book, it says that not only were they the first to enter Egypt, and this is where they get the statues of best from, and actually they were the Anu people. They were the ones on which that, um, the people worship because they were the oldest ancestors on the planet. So they represented Anu, the on high, the higher self people. Um, in other words, the serpentine fire people. Um, um, when the serpent becomes on high, they become the Anu Nagi, the serpent on high. So they become these people, you know, who was worshipped in Samaria, Mesopotamia, Arcadian, um, Egypt, so forth and so on, um, um, Syria, or Syria as it was called then, so forth and so on. So we look at this all around and we see um, that these were the people, but it wasn't the people themselves per se, it was what they did for us because the writing, the earliest writing of the hieroglyphics, 
and of cuneiform, cuneiform of the Mesopotamians, all this came from them, from their genius, from their brilliance. And we as their descendants or ascendants, as I refer to us as, um, took that information and we become the bearers of this information, not Zachariah Ascension, um, not um, uh, um, E.A. Wallace Butch, you know, or even Gerald Massey, you know, um, these great Egyptologists and um, uh, on cuneiform form or, or what they call mythologists, you know, all this information is, is going back to us and we have to pick it up. We have to pick up the mantle and run mm-hmm. with this. But we have right. to. We have no- yeah, you sure do. I said, man, none of them brothers, but I mean, I'm talking about not a one on that YouTube broke it down like you and this brother did. Man, I'm like, man. And I go to show you how many of these brothers don't really study or do their homework or do their research like they claim they do. Right. Indeed, uh. So, all right, then. You want to okay, break I- that some of that? You gonna break some of that yeah, down at the, uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the conference. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a must. Oh yeah. Any anything comments before we leave, brother L? Anything you want to say? Uh, that's 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 about it. But uh, stop, Darlene. All right. All right. So uh, hopefully I'll talk to you tomorrow night at the class. Yeah, be in the class. I'll be there. All right. We'll be seeing you then, Brother Al. All right, my good brother. Appreciate you you coming on tonight. Appreciate you, brother. Oh, yeah. All right, and before we go, hit you up. First World Order Radio. Finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. Begin on it. I meet the sun reflection, go to unk on my necklace. We birth out of earth, I can feel the resurrecting. Beaming my macabre to the star system, serious. The time to fall home, if you know what a session is. I'm here to raise the frequency, I do it through my music. But when I die, my body mummified by Anubis. Return to the afterlife, some call it paradise. I astro project to meet my ancestors every night. Through the transition, everything gets a photo. Hold a mirror to the woods with alternative motors. I Never changed my integrity, the fear that the matrix came from many lifetimes since the dawn of creation. I'm on the sounds for the galaxy, playing like trumpets. We coming forth by the day, but you can stay up and coming. I can screw you in this life, but we can wait till the next one. Open your mind to all things, then I give you the lecture. 
I'm alive, but y'all feel it all know me Call them high, let them come, kinda hurt me Oh God, I feel it all, couldn't burst me Up high, I know the universe loves me I'm alive, but y'all still don't know me Call them high, let them come, kinda hug me Oh God, I told you y'all couldn't burst me Up high, I know the universe loves me I love my family, even though they think that I'm weird I've been disposed to different information over the years The type of shit that make you wonder Am I really a human or is my body just an avatar Living a movie, equipped with all my God particles Made up for atoms, create a worm Hope I cut in space and rip with the fabric I'm just someone who realizes origin off of this planet Starships in the sky and preparing for landing Come up off that mind control that the media feed you They all sitting close with teleprompts, fit to deceive you I would never fear a thing, my soul forever lasting Capable many lifetimes from the city of magic Angelic life being in the physical form But chemtrails in the sky to do the physical harm What the hell would it take just to render your lawn I can't wait till the day that this earth is reborn I'm alive, but y'all still don't know me Call them high, let them come, kinda hug me Oh God, I told me y'all couldn't burst me Up high, I know the universe loves me I'm alive, but y'all still don't know me Call them high, let them come, kinda hug me Oh God, I told you y'all couldn't burst me Up high, I know the universe loves me